I had to do um, a lot of thinking about who I am and accepting the fact that this is something that I chose to do as a consenting adult, just like all other adults make adult decisions. And this is something that I love. This is something that's helped empower me and help teach me how to learn and to love my body again and be more vocal in my relationships. And it's something that's truly transformed my life for the, the better. get this sacred goddess party started. I am Abiola and welcome, welcome, welcome to the African Goddess Initiation Festival where we are celebrating the launch of my new book, African Goddess Initiation, Sacred Rituals for Self-Love, Prosperity and Joy. And today we are honoring Goddess Sekhmet who is the goddess of wounded healer energy. And we actually have a goddess in the house who is featured in the book, featured in the Sekhmet chapter because she was able to, um, to become a beacon. Well, she was always a beacon. You'll see what I mean when we talk to her. But to really be able to step into her power, step into her truth, move through the wounded healer energy and step into a place where she is holding space as a healer, as a teacher, as a coach, as an alchemist. Today, we are speaking with goddess Ekwa Aima, luxury brand consultant, boudoir photographer, and founder of the Afrodom Academy. Over the last few years, as a marketing coach and creator, she has helped over 700 Black femme entrepreneurs launch, rebrand, and scale their luxury businesses to six figures and beyond with her online courses, her one-on-one -on -one mentorship, and her capital raising network. Hello, goddess. Welcome to the Sacred Conversation. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Great, and I'm so happy to see you and see your beautiful face. So I gave a little bit of, a, uh, of an explanation about what you're doing and who you are. Share with us what Afrodom Academy is and who you be, sis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the Afrodom Academy is my private learning community and social club that I established a few years ago um, as a photographer and a marketing consultant um, primarily to help other women who are in the sex industry as professional dominatrices, content creators, and sex workers learn how to market themselves in a way that still upholds their morals, their values, their standards, but um, be able to find clientele in any industry, whether sex work or not, and be able to expand your business beyond what society says that we can do. Like just because you're a sex worker doesn't mean that you are not a respectable person or you don't pay taxes or you don't deserve to live a luxurious, high value lifestyle with a business that supports those goals. So I created the Afrodom Academy specifically to help those women in my community. And thus far over the last several years, we've expanded to helping 
basically everyone, all Black STEM entrepreneurs in and out of the sex industry to do exactly the same with their luxury product and service-based businesses. Oh, this is so beautiful. So beautiful. And I am so proud of you because I'm remembering that it wasn't that long ago when you and I, when we first spoke and you were dealing with from your family, you know, just the kind of fear of coming out of the, you know, coming out of the sexual closet and being able to speak to your family about what you do when having, you know, and the fear around their judgment and all of those things and being able to step into being, going from being a professional dominatrix to now owning your academy where you are holding space for other women to feel like you said, you know, have the, have the, be able to have the dignity that we deserve, that every single human being deserves and the incredible work that they are doing that, you know, sex work is work and, you know, sex workers deserve to be honored like every single other human being. And so talk to us about your personal journey from that moment that I've mentioned and it's the, the story that's in the book to where you are now. Yeah, I mean, uh... It's, it's, it doesn't seem like it was, has been that long, but even from the last time we spoke about it in our conversation, it was extremely difficult for me to, to, to break out of that, that mindset that said, you know, I can't um, shine too brightly or I can't be seen everywhere as this person, as who I am. Because, you know, what will my family think or what will people who kind of grew up with me and just know me as regular me think? And I had to do a lot of shadow work with that. I had to do um, a lot of thinking about who I am and accepting the fact that this is something that I chose to do as a consenting adult, just like all other adults make adult decisions. And this is something that I love. This is something that's helped empower me and helped teach me how to learn and to love my body again and be more vocal in my relationships. And it's something that's truly transformed my life for the, the better. And because I am my own person, I have to accept that. And whoever doesn't like it, whether they be family or friends, that's okay. Cause that's not their journey, right? And for a while I struggled with it. Um, especially living at home with my parents after graduating from college. So it was really difficult trying to be in that mode and not in that mode and hiding. And I got tired of it. So I, I, I came out. Um, my family was, you know, they, they, they shared the response that they shared. Some were supportive, some weren't. And throughout the entire journey, no matter what happened, I would not change it for the world because not only has it helped me improve my confidence and get into my dream home, I'm in here now in the living room talking to you now, right? Um, but also just be inspiration to other women who are experiencing the same thing, whether they are sex workers or not. Um, sometimes we can get into our heads, um, especially as Black women, about just our identity and 
conforming to one identity, but hiding others and being one part of yourself around certain people and not this part around other people. And I just wanted to be inspiration to other women older than me, younger than me, whoever looks up to me, right? That you don't have to do that. You can be your full authentic self. You can find people who are in your soul tribe, who are friends or family that support you for all of you. And, you know, live your life because at the end of the day, family doesn't pay your bills. So Word. <laughs> your opinions should only go but so far. Absolutely. And I think that this is such an important conversation because you're talking, you talk about sexuality, you talk about money, you talk about spirituality. Now, those are the three biggest taboos that they say don't talk about, right? They say, right. don't talk about, you know, you don't talk about money, you make people uncomfortable. Don't talk about sex, you make people uncomfortable. Don't talk about spirituality, you'll, you'll make people uncomfortable. And you talk about all of those things. So if someone is watching who is where you were, you know, uh, a short time ago in time, but we know linear time is not what it is. You right. know, someone who is where you are, what would your advice to her be? <sighs> Take a deep breath, first off. <laughs> but um, surround yourself with people who look like you. Surround yourself with people who are doing things that you are doing professionally or personally, spiritually. Um, and I know sometimes that's easier said than done, because even in my own experience, um, prior to starting the Afrodom Network, I really didn't have um, many other circles that encompassed all of what I am and all of what I do. But since we do have this resource now, and I extend that to my community, I mean, find, find people who are in your network, in your city, in your area, online that you can connect with. Um, because really those friendships, whether you are in a professional connection with them or just someone that you, you know, get your nails done and go to brunch with, having someone who you can talk to who gets you without explanation is there's there's no other feeling like that in the world no other feeling like that in the world so you're not alone you don't have to do this alone but surround yourself with people who are like-minded and that kind of energy can shift your business your spiritual life everything well said well said sis and how how was it that you were able to find i know you talked about shadow work you know and talked about stepping into your truth and into your power able to find power in being unapologetically sexy because that's important also you know that for black women that we're told that you know you can bring this much of yourself to the conversation this much of yourself you know to different conversations or you got to shut off this part of you and that part of you and our bodies were physically owned and so for us who are the descendants of that inherited that heritage yeah. you know and that inheritance that you know in part to keep us safe our you know great grandparents and grandparents and parents etc you know gave us just very strict instructions, you know, keep your legs closed, keep your legs, you know, keep your body covered, all of those things, which is not fair to us in terms of you being your full self. Yeah. How, how did you start to become comfortable with your sexual self and with the beautiful images that you post and just, you know, all of this magic? Oh, I, I want I want folks to know, you know, all of right? this <laughs> in front of us. Um. I would say it's kind of been a lifelong thing. Like even growing up, my mom, um, she used to walk around the house just naked completely. And it was something that was normal. So being like nude and being in your body was normal. But 
um, it was only for her. And it's no shame or no tea to any, you know, people in my family, but you know, the same way my mom would be able to walk around naked around, because at that time it was just me, her and my dad, she could walk around naked, but I couldn't, I had to put clothes on. And I didn't really internalize it as something that was, was wrong with my body as a very young age. But as I got older, I started to feel less comfortable being new because that wasn't something I couldn't, I could do in my house because my dad would, you know, be uncomfortable with it. Um, but it, it started to affect the way I would look at my body, being told to cover up, having to cover up, um, not being able to, in certain in, in instances, be able to, you know, go braless, even in a t-shirt or something like that inside of my home where I'm supposed to be comfortable. And it didn't really happen to me, or I didn't really realize it, I should say, until I got much older and I moved out and I was really depressed. I had gained like over 150 pounds. I was eating for out of anxiety and boredom. And I was working multiple jobs in school full time. I just was not happy, period. General across the board, I just wasn't happy with myself. And I started noticing that I wasn't looking in the mirror anymore. I wasn't, you know, taking pictures of myself anymore. Somebody would say, you know, send me a picture of you or something like that. And I would go through my phone. It's like, oh my God, I don't have, I don't have any pictures of myself. And I certainly don't want to take one. And I, I feel like in that moment, that was kind of a rock bottom for me of, okay, so what's going on with me? Why do I feel like I look disgusting walking past a mirror. Why am I getting into such negative talk when I'm just, I'm just standing here existing in my body, right? And in that moment, um, around that same time, I had turned to sex work out of the need for just straight up the money. And through that, I found boudoir photography and I started following all of these other fellow sex workers and models who were so beautiful and they were plus size and they wore their afros out really big like goddess Aviola <laughs> and they had pretty jewelry and they, they presented themselves even if they were nude or even if they were in you know lingerie or a sexy nightgown, they presented themselves with so much elegance and so much confidence that I just... I wanted that for myself. I wanted to be able to take sexy pictures and, and present myself in a, in a luxurious way and feel confident, no matter how big my stomach was or how big my jelly arms were or something like that, because I saw even bigger women doing it too. So I said, you know, I mean, how can I embody this? Not necessarily copy other women, but how can I embody this? How can I get that kind of confidence, right? And I turned to photography and I started taking more pictures of myself and learning how to do poses and things like that to, to cover up the roles or cover up certain scars. And honestly, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with photography. I fell in love with burlesque and boudoir. And um, it became a creative outlet for me to see myself on camera, even if it was my tiny little iPhone, to see myself on camera um, feeling confident, feeling sexy without the second thought of, oh my God, look at this or look at that, or I need to lose weight or I need to get surgery or things like that. And it became addicting. Honestly, it became really addicting. So that's where it started. And thus far it has, has, has grown into something um, 
really, really powerful for me outside of just being, you know, sexy online or doing it for attention. Like most people would think it's, it's more just about, damn, I look good. And I look good enough to say I look good. And I'm going to post it on the internet. I'm going to blow it up, go to Walgreens and blow it up and put it on my wall in a frame because I look good. And for a while I wasn't feeling that within myself. So it really meant a lot to me. Mm, thank you so much for sharing that. I think that that is so important. And so because you are a professional boudoir photographer who also is behind and in front of the camera, what are some tips that, you know, if a woman is looking as a part of a self-care ritual, self-care yeah. self ritual to take some boudoir photos of herself, you know, obviously if she's in your area, I say go to you, but if they're unable to do that, what are some tips for some who is looking to do that as a self-care ritual definitely do it you can wear anything it does not have to be something super sexy you can literally do boudoir and a t-shirt and some underwear if that's what makes you feel comfortable if that's what makes you feel confident right and just have fun with this set up your phone on a tripod or get your partner to take pictures with a timer or something but just play around with it different poses different angles and see how you feel um put some music on that's what i typically do during photo shoots i put music on for myself i'll have just a little glass of wine because i don't want it to affect you know my eyes or something like that in the picture i'll have a little glass of wine just to loosen me up and I literally just flow with it. I really do. Um, I am someone who started plus size modeling in college. So I've always kind of had that, you know, Torian energy finesse for the pictures, right? <laughs> but just, just try it. And you really never know what you can get, especially photography wise. You really never know how... Um, capturing your smile or, you know, just capturing yourself in a t-shirt and panties, like I said, reading a book, how that can be really, really sexy and help you tap into your divine feminine energy. So try yeah. it. Beautiful. Now you described yourself as, wait, let me get the, let me get the words right. I think it was African first generation return. Wait, 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 let me get it right. Let's see. First generation to return African-American. Yes. What does that mean, guys? I love so, it. First generation to return. A couple of years ago, this is where I got the, um, the name of Kua Ahima, actually. Um, but a couple of years ago, I had the opportunity as a photographer to uh, join this internship here in Baltimore City that helps young photographers, young creatives, um, who are in college or high school, learn professional photography, learn the tools and trades of entrepreneurship from that perspective. And a big part of that is cultural exploration, which included doing some photo and video work in Ghana, West Africa. So I was able to go on my dream trip of a lifetime, my childhood dream trip at, I wanna say 23, um, right out of college and go over to Ghana for the year of return for two weeks to do photography, to film, and just to get a feel for being on the homeland. So I call myself a first generation returned uh, African-American because out of the 400 years that we've been gone, I am one of the first, my children will be next to come, 
uh, unless I take some family before then. But I am one of the first um, 400 years to return to African soil. It's beautiful. That is so beautiful. And I know that while you were there, you saw my face, you saw your face, you saw our faces, right? Yes, <laughs> all across the world. Nothing like it. Nothing, nothing, nothing like it. And I live in Baltimore. And the population in Baltimore is majority Black, right? Black and African. But you've never seen anything like it's It's indescribable. It's indescribable. We had the opportunity to stay in multiple areas in the area. Um, we stayed in Cape Coast. We stayed in Aubrey, uh, Accra, a couple of other places. Um, it, it's it's an experience of a lifetime. Honestly, I miss it every day. The food, the weather, all of that. I miss all of it, but it was an experience of a lifetime. I get that. I, I was in uh, Nigeria last and Yeah, I completely, completely get that. The feeling of missing it and the feeling of being at home somewhere where you've never been or where exactly. you think you've never, where you think you've never been. <laughs> right, right. That part too. Yeah. I've never been here in this lifetime but it but, definitely felt very much welcoming I, I didn't feel like I was a foreigner um so to speak yes okay so well let us know before we go about where people how people can get involved with Afrodom Academy how do they know that it's right for them all of those good things and where to find you come hang with you on social Awesome. Okay, cool. So we are actually about to wrap up our summer semester for the Afrodom Academy. We recently launched a program to do some more in-depth coaching versus just online classes. So our fall semester is about to begin for those who are already on our wait list or would like to apply for our wait list. You can find all of that stuff on our website. The quickest way to go to it is through Instagram at brown girl relax, brown like the girl and relax <laughs> um, on Instagram. You can click the link in my bio there, link tree slash brown girl relax. Find all of our information for our fall 2021 wait list for our upcoming programs and for our business planning shower this July 3rd here in Baltimore to help further help, I should say, um, fellow Black femme entrepreneurs who are launching their businesses get the resources that they need to create a plan of action for themselves and learn how to establish business credit, which is something I'm learning how to do myself. So why not extend that information to the community? Beautiful. And I want to emphasize this is not just for um, just for femme dominatrixes, right? It's for, so can, yeah, so just, I just want to be clear because the name is Afro Dom Academy. So someone might think, okay, well, I have to, if I'm a, if I'm a Dom, if I'm a dominatrix, then, you know, but this is for femme entrepreneurs across the board with yep. a specialty specializing in sex work, but open to. So yeah, so we have plenty of resources for those of us who are in the sex industry and out of the sex industry. We've moved from focusing primarily on professional domination to luxury product and service-based businesses as a whole, because we know that women are just as multifaceted as the next, right? And we have a million hats that we can wear. So 
Um, we talk about how to start podcasting if you want to podcast, how to create online courses if you're a luxury coach or consultant, um, how to create your own tarot decks, just like I have with yes. the inspiration of Goddess Aviola, but um, how to create your own tarot decks as healers. So we have a myriad of resources for multiple things. You don't have to be in the sex industry. You don't have to be interested in sex work at all in order to participate. But we continued the name Afrodom simply because we are big believers in Black femme supremacy and providing a space for our community where we can feel uplifted in that sense. Yes. And I think that it's so important that, you know, and if you, if you are, if you are a sex worker and you are wanting to build your business and you are wanting to launch a course and all of these things that this is still the place to come and the place. Absolutely. So yes. Thank you so much, sis. You are doing it. I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of the necessary work that you do in our community and watching you shine and Blossom just makes me so glad. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being the constant inspiration over the last several years. You have no idea. (laughs) You are welcome. And I look forward to seeing you hopefully soon in person. Yes. Thank you for being a part of the book. And for you who are watching, you definitely want to get the book, but also go check out Afro Dom Academy. There are some very exciting things that are going on. Get her tarot cards, get what, get whatever, just go to her links, go visit her on Instagram, figure out everything she's got and add it to your life. (laughs) Trust me, if you can't find it, DM me and I will send it all to you. (laughs) (laughs) And I will see you all in the next sacred conversation. Bye.